0: Alright, time to walk in welcome in our good friend from on 3com dot com, ninety three seven the ticket. Uh Steve Simple. Good morning.
1: Hey, how are you guys doing?
0: Good. How come you laugh whenever I say your name? I don't know. Hey, um, how also how, still come, laughing. how come you're always eating? Like do you actually work on the radio in Lincoln or you just eat?
1: They bring a lot of food down there. I mean it's I think it's because you get you guys probably experience a morning show Which so there's always Mm-hmm. yeah people bring donuts
2: okay. and there's
1: all I don't know there's always just a lot of food around radio mm-hmm. space at least that's my experience
2: yeah guys by the way we have cookies outside oh, see you later they're mint chocolate chip
1: <laughs>
2: that's true see, I mean, it's true
1: I don't know and they, yeah I don't and this this it's a weird world now than what you know me and you experience everybody wants to take a picture you know there's always pictures <laughs> I always tell them no pictures
0: yeah you don't like taking pictures so.
1: No, God, no! Yeah. <laughs> it all seems rather unnecessary to me. But what's the? Uh, yeah, I like the I like the day and age when you had like Polaroids and it was kind of a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> what's
0: the most? What's the most awkward picture you've taken with a, a listener or a fan?
1: Oh, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know that there's any, been anything incredibly awkward.
0: Well, I'm, I'm I'm looking they, on the internet right
1: let's now. Way, let's put it this way: they're all incredibly awkward. So it's hard to pick one out. <laughs> um, so that's probably my answer.
0: Hey, are you, uh, I, maybe I, I've heard you say this or not, but I'm going to ask you, are you on the side of Nebraska's starting quarterback has already been decided or are you playing the, well, you know, there's going to be some competition in the spring.
1: <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, you kind of get laughed at, i I have found when you go the competition route. Yes, you do. You, you do. You kind of get mocked, not in a horrible way, but you know. I work with Sean Callahan, and he's like he gave me the "What world are you living in?" one time when I said, uh, "You know, they got he's got to win the job. He does have to win the job, though, and I, I think that Dylan Riolà and his father and his uncle would want him to actually win the job." And then if he were to come to campus and and perform poorly and not comport himself like a leader and then go on the field and you know have a bad spring and then have a bad camp August camp, I don't think they'd expect he'd expect a job. I don't expect any of that any of that to happen, but i yeah, I'm definitely in team compete
0: team compete <laughs> okay. T-shirt will be on the way. I like that.
2: Uh, it, it, okay, so speaking of of the quarterback position, you heard from Glenn Thomas uh, for the first time earlier in the week. And there, there were some interesting things that he talked about. I think his – and, Sip, we've talked about this before. His background is interesting between the pro level and the college level. I found it interesting, and I don't think he was doing this to kind of puff out his chest. But it it just – to me, it sort of reiterated how important this pairing was when he talked about the multiple quarterback situation that he's been in in previous stops, but where that freshman, especially in in Baylor and at UNLV, they've had a guy that has emerged as sort of the freshman of the year in the conference. I I think that there was just a little bit more reassurance that, okay, yeah, this guy has been through a situation maybe not 100% similar to what Nebraska currently has, but kind of pairing him up with a true freshman in his first year at Nebraska, two freshmen – is I think is kind of interesting when it comes to that development.
1: Well, sure, and that's what it's all about. I mean, his the Glenn Thomas picture is really interesting. Number one, because he's going from the NFL to coaching teenagers, so it's different. In a, it, it, you know, in many ways it's different. In many ways, it's just still football. But he does have a he does have a track record. He has, and he has a track record with Satterfield and Rule. And I think that's very helpful. And he's in a position a little bit. Well, I mean, it's. I think if you're a Nebraska fan, you feel good when you listen to Glenn Thomas talk about the course of his career, because he's done a lot. Yeah. He's 47, but he's, as he said, he's coached at, you know, lower division, division two, but also the NFL, and then kind of everywhere in between. So he does have a lot of experience, but the, the key is to me is he has a lot of experience where he has Experience with Satterfield, and really the Temple situation was very similar to Nebraska. To Nebraska right now, in that Mm -hmm. the offense at Temple really struggled in 2014, struggled to the tune of 120th nationally in total offense. Then they, then they, you know, rule reconnoitered just like he did here. He brought in Glenn Thomas to coach the quarterbacks which Satterfield had been coaching. Satterfield continued to call the plays, run the offense. They, they moved him, I think, to running back's coach at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the offense did get markedly better. It still wasn't great. I mean, it was you know it was 96 nationally, but the team won 10 games. And I, a few people have pointed out to me, yeah, you, you point out that they made a big jump at Temple from 2014 to 2015, but it only got them to 96. I'm always about the win total. I mean, it it got them to ten wins, and they and and Thomas Glenn said the key thing: they played complimentary football. And I do like what I do like about Rule. I like it a lot. Is that he does very vividly tell you how he wants to go about winning, and it is going to be a it's going to be a lot of defense. He's, he says it. He says, oh, it, it was striking when he said it. He says, I, we, I've always had good defense. Defenses are always sound. And then, it, then it's complimentary football. So you can look at 96 nationally and scoff. I look at 10 wins. Can't scoff at 10 wins.
0: You think, though, and, 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 I, and I'm, I'm vibing with you because of how they want to win and they start with defense, and then they, he wants a downhill running game and throwing a little play-action passing. Do you believe that his philosophy will change if he sees what the possibilities could be with Dylan at quarterback on how they're going to win football games?
1: Um, A downhill running game with defense. Uh, no, I, I, you know what? I think it, I think it actually accentuates what he's saying because they're not going to run the option with Dylan. No. I wouldn't think. No, Maybe. no, no. So, so if, if it is Dylan, I think it, Heightens the importance of what I I I just call a running back running game. You know, however you want to do it—outside zone, inside zone, mid zone, whatever, whatever they want to do. Um, it they'll they'll do a lot because they run a lot of different. They run the ball a lot of different ways. Um, no, I think it heightens it. I think that that the play action be, becomes much more effective if you're if you're running it with downhill. Consistently, and that's what they want to do. Body blows is what he always says. So no, no, I think that I, I think I understand his vision. Um, it's not that hard to understand it because, as I said, he he explicitly lays it out.
0: Well, don't you think if they're, you know, with what they have returning on defense, and it's they're not doing a lot of teaching; they're just doing a lot of remembering and refining. Uh, for guys that are back for another year playing a defense, which you know they had to adjust to last year, don't you think if they're just average, that seven and a half win total that is thrown out there by Fanduel, the over the over for one of the rare times of late is like the play if they're just
1: average offensively. Yeah, It, is, it would be. Yeah, if it's, it's a great point. I mean, they don't have to be great offensively if the defense is as good. I mean, is the defense going to be a top 10 defense. It'll be, and I was, it was 11 last year. Overall total defense. Nebraska was 11. Now, will it, it'll be a little different because the schedule going to be tougher. I mean, Ohio state's going to put up a number, right? I mean, that, that's going to, that could skew it a little bit. Um, it'll be a little bit, a li- it'll be a little bit tougher world, a little bit. It's not, a, it's not a horrible schedule, but, I, that oh I, if it's the same like if it's the defense is a top 15 defense and the offense is just average and doesn't lead the country in turnovers yeah eight's the play it is i i just think that's pretty safe what i like to say what i like to say is nebraska's pretty good i mean they got a pretty good they have a pretty good group of players over there again i thought that last year but i didn't anticipate 25 turnovers from the quarterback position. I didn't anticipate that they would lead the country in turnovers. And hence the change, by the way, hence the staff change. When it's, when they're extreme numbers, you probably got to make a change. Those were extreme. No, I a hundred percent agree with you though. If they, if they just turn it over a normal amount and are average offensively, they, yeah, they should be pretty good. They should get eight.
2: Sip, um, for a second time during the off offseason, Tony White was uh, potentially uh, going to be heading elsewhere, but we've heard nothing but yeah. um, endorsement from Matt Rule. When you hear the way he speaks, not only about Tony White, but just kind of his goal for coaches, what does that tell you about Matt Rule's just overall leadership style? Well, I mean, he's
1: pretty selfless, I think. He wants, his, he wants guys who can advance. I would think most coaches would. As as, as it pertains to Tony White, it's just a matter of time. It Mm -hmm. looks like to me. And I think it was, when you look at the UCLA hire of Deshaun Foster, before you knew them, before you knew who UCLA was going to hire, it was kind of easy to, well, for me at least, it was sort of, I didn't really take it that seriously, that White, that UCLA, UCLA would go at hard after White. Well, I was wrong. They did. I mean, are they, are they? it's very plausible that they did. They did to the extent that the AD had a discussion with Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. That's that's always telling. And it's telling to me that Tony White, if you look at his resume compared to Deshaun Foster, it's better. I mean, it's a better resume. And he'd make just as much sense, if, more, if not more, in what I would call the normal college football. And the, the way college football is now, the players have a lot of power in these decisions. We've seen it a few times. Certainly the case at UCLA, the players voiced to Martin Germain that they wanted Deshaun Foster. Um, and that puts the AD in kind of a spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if a bunch of guys are going to leave, even if there's nowhere to go right now, yeah. it's, still, it's still tough. Um, but Tony, as an alum, made a lot of sense. And I bet it was, I don't know, I would just wonder what he would have done. I imagine he'd take the job, you never know for sure, but because I think he can do better. I think he can do better than UCLA. I, and I think that could, he's, he's 44. He has some time here, a lot of time, actually. So I, I uh, as far as rule, though, goes, and the way he talks about White, it gives you the impression that it's only a matter of time and it mm-hmm. seems very genuine. And and if you and you guys pay attention, Tony White does have the kind of feel of a head coach. To okay. me. He started to recruit uh, so. like that as well. Yeah, he he has he's kinda got the he's he's clearly a leader. He's kinda got the temperament that would lead you to believe he could do it. So yeah, a matter of time.
0: Uh the next defensive coordinator at Nebraska is going to be
1: well, I mean, Matt addressed it on his on his statewide radio show. There, he said, I mean, he indicated that he has guy, guys, mm-hmm. plural, on the staff that are ready to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't who is he talking about. Evan Cooper obviously is the one who comes to mind first for me. Um, but it, but I don't know Dvorak, Terrence Knight, and, uh, maybe those guys. But um, like, it I was interesting. The rule says we got guys on the staff that can do it, so I think that's where he. I don't know exactly
0: what he'd So do you, do you think, like, he, I said this yesterday, Sip. The one thing, and, and this is probably Rule with his different stops and his different backgrounds, he's always prepared for what if. You know, what if my D.C. leaves? i got to be prepared. We, don't, we can't miss a beat. What if this happens? I, I think he's, he's always like a step ahead, which is important from the CEO part. Um, but the fact that he yeah. said that that we have some great young coaches in the room who are ready to be coordinators. Uh, and I do believe him. I, I think he's, he would, he would promote from within. Do you think that he thought that Tony was going to get the UCLA job?
1: I, I wondered after it. Mm. Um, I wondered after what he said when, and how, how much he talked about the UCLA situation. It was Monday night. No, it was Tuesday night when he was on the radio. I, yeah, uh, it, yeah. All I could say, Gary, is it just seems serious. Mm-hmm. Now, whether he actually thought it was going to happen, I don't know if i take, I don't know if i take that step, but it was definitely seems serious. And again, the just the mere acknowledgement that Martin Jarmon talked to him is that serious. It, it indicates there's some level of seriousness. Um,
0: uh, all right. Uh, big plans for the weekend? Are you, because you're on the Nebraska basketball beat, it seems like, you're going to be at the Penn State-Nebraska <laughs> game?
1: Oh, yeah, 11 a.m. tip-off, I'll be there for sure.
0: Yeah, because you'll be able to, get, it, new, it, yeah. be able to get the that, game that, that yeah. afternoon. Um, Reaction to Nebraska baseball, preseason fifth in the Big Ten?
1: Don't have a big reaction. I mean, it seems the slotted. That seems like a good slot mm-hmm. for them. There's not overwhelm. I looked at their lineup the other day. Um looks this looks pretty good you know um i think it's a comfortable spot for them um in that the expectations aren't real high but they're not really low either so it's about perfect when you look at their lineup again it's not nothing really it doesn't really jump out nothing really jumps out it looks pretty solid a lot of unknowns and that's We'll just see where it goes, yep. see where it goes.
0: Yeah, I think it makes sense, considering what they lost mm-hmm. and the unknown. Uh, Sip, as always, we appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend. All right, take care. That's uh, Steve Sip, 13.com 93.7 the ticket. I think it, uh, you know, I mean, we're used to Nebraska being first, second, or third. Yeah. In the preseason. It's where college, you'd like to be regularly. Which is still odd. The Big Ten, God, Tony Petiti, let's have some discussions here about how we do some preseason stuff. Now the coaches vote on the preseason
2: poll. Yeah, but they only do six. Right, and then so after that, if you're not in the top six, you're you're left to speculate. Okay, well, are we seventh? Are we eighth? Why do Do they do you not have us going to Omaha in the Big Ten tournament? Why? Why do they only? Why do they only do six? I don't. It's it's lazy. It's like, eh, we'll leave the rest for a little mystery. And every team gets three players to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same thing with the the preseason football. I mean, thank thank goodness for. uh gosh, the 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 Cleveland plain, plain the plane dealer yeah, yeah. Lee otherwise you get gonna, the players. What's to watch? gonna happen
0: with the expanded Big Ten? Yeah, that's what I'm about. Hey, those four schools joining, they're used to what they do out in the Pac twelve, they'll be like, you guys don't I know how to count? Yeah. I know that we're no longer just ten teams. Yeah. But when you do all these preseason stuff, do you not know how to count? We'll do a top nine. I, I don't have a problem with it because I really you know, after we talked to Lance yesterday and you know, you look at what the lineup could be mm-hmm. and the roster I have no feel for Nebraska baseball this year. I, I have. I'm kind of a sip. I have no idea what's going to happen. They lost two major components of their lineup. They lost their weekend rotation. Yeah. They have some intriguing pieces, but they don't have a run of playing into the month of June. Mm-hmm. I think fifth actually sounds right. Yeah, but I have no idea what's going to happen with Nebraska baseball, good or bad. I, I think it'll be choppy at the beginning. Yep. as they're figuring things out. But I've never I haven't had this in a long time of not knowing and putting my finger on, man, this is what they're going to
2: do. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm kind of with you because and then there's the who's in front of them, and if you're if you're wondering who is in front of them, you haven't heard. Uh, so you got Iowa they they were the only preseason top 25 in d1 baseball.com too, and I mean, you've got you've got a major League arm brack and it, and I also think what Rick Heller does is fantastic that that is a great baseball program under Rick Heller. Uh, Indiana is a little bit more of a Big Ten brand, especially with the way that they recruit. Maryland, we know what they did. Now, they, Maryland lost a lot from last year, too, but they still got some guys, some younger guys, that are going to you're going to see a lot more of. Rutgers, if they can figure out pitching offensively, they've been solved. Then you've got Nebraska at fifth, and then you got Michigan at sixth. So all six of those teams have kind of made their push at one point. Rutgers a little bit more as of late, but... This is where I think you're kind of going off of reputation with the top six, maybe with the exception of Iowa, because I think of what team Iowa brings into this season. I was actually looking at some of the first couple of weekends for these teams, and I'll say this for all six, with one major exception. In that top six, they have scheduled extremely competitively with the exception of Maryland. Take a look at Maryland's non-conference schedule, especially in the first three weeks, and tell me – are you just banking that the Big Ten is going to be a juggernaut this year? Because there are not a lot of quality opponents that Maryland is putting on their schedule. Iowa's got some really good ones. Indiana's got some really good ones. Obviously, Nebraska, right out of the gate, has some good competition, too. Uh, Michigan does. Rutgers does as well. I think Rutgers has like a midweek two game series against North Carolina out in Chapel Hill. But Maryland's, it's a joke.
0: Is this the uh, first time in? I don't even know how far you go back that the there's not like big expectations for Nebraska baseball. Yeah. Remember, I mean, remember how you yeah. media day you'd hear players mention our goal is to get to Omaha Yeah, or host. I didn't didn't hear any of that this year. Not that that's a bad thing because I think mm-hmm. everybody on that team is like even Lance yesterday kind of animated. We we like what we have, but we have no idea yeah. what we have. I, I think this is. This is the first time in a while that the expectations are just kind of either meh or this low.
2: I think it's just measured. I think it's let's, let's – One of
0: eight to Omaha, I, please God.
2: Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah, I think it's pure discovery. I think that is what this weekend presents for this coaching staff. I think next weekend presents that for this coaching staff. And I think a big part of that – I don't even know if it's necessarily the offense because we've seen years where they've gone maybe that first month, especially against really good pitching – Offense has been yeah. a little bit low, and then all of a sudden you get a conference play; it starts picking up. I think more than anything, seeing the arms in these first six games is going to be really interesting, especially from the bullpen. Because I'm with you; I think you brought it up yesterday of as we were talking about Drew Cristo. This rotation, I think, is fluid. I think they want to see what this three can do this weekend, and I think they're. I, I have a feeling that Rob's got a couple other guys in mind that they might try to sort of cycle in and then hopefully by the time you get through halfway through the month, well, basically by the month, the end of February, you feel like you have a pretty good handle on that, I think it's going to be more of the guys that are coming out of the bullpen too. Because if you're not putting that pressure on those guys, whether we're talking about a Will Walsh or a Sears, having to go six, seven innings where you actually can turn it over and you've got quality innings, that's where I think you start building a little bit more of that starting depth that, as we know last year, will be huge in those midweek games Nebraska where you develop baseball, a four to five which
0: one might be uh, entertaining this year because there's no expectations i agree and if they win it's very unexpected and usually when your team wins in a year where it's not expected you're like all right man we're on a special journey here well and i was and that, was, and that might be the case this year
2: i was just as guilty after they won the big 10 regular season in the covid year i was just as guilty as everybody else of not factoring in how important that senior class was yeah, and what they lost. And so we well, just assumed
0: – having a, that, having a, almost an auto-dub on a Friday in
2: cage. Absolutely. Well, yeah. that and then you had – and then if you had a lead going into the 8th or the ninth, you had Spencer yeah. coming in to close it out too. That There were so many things that they lost to that team that were like, yeah, but they still got some young players. And you know what? They're just Nebraska. We almost took the brand for granted. Of They'll figure it out. That was a lot – and when you talk about expectations, because they were preseason number one that year – and didn't even come close to living up to that billing. And so I think just the approach going forward from the coaching staff and the narrative, I think they're controlling that too. Of Even if they think they might be good, you're not going to hear that right now. All right, Brian Edwards, uh, coming up
0: before we're uh, done at uh, 10, uh, we'll catch up on some emails and some tweets. Uh, we'd love to have you call the show, but the phones don't work here. So I don't want <laughs> to put you through that agony. Just being honest. It's true. So man. Mornings with Sharp and handling Jimmy at 1620 The Zone.